0: Well, hello everybody! Welcome to the latest episode of the Wolves Podcast. It's episode two hundred and sixty-six. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined, as ever, by Mr. Liam Keane. Come in Liam.
1: Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm,
0: I'm, I'm well. I'm all right. I'm all right. Man. <laughs> you
1: I'll, don't I'll sound be, it.
0: I'll be, I'll be honest. I think we should put. Um, Probably put a note on this podcast for anyone who's listening. who've had a bad day at work and is driving back from home, it's probably best that they maybe skip this podcast. Not that we don't want to lose the the listens and the viewers and the stats, but um, you know you've already tuned in, so that's uh, thirty six seconds that I've got. But uh, it's not going to be the happiest podcast in the world. Let's let's um, let's just say that there's a lot to digest. Look, everyone is asking the same question. Every single Wolves fan. In the country, in Europe, in the world, is asking the same question, Liam. So, can you answer it, please, Liam? How do you do this weekend in your Jiu-Jitsu tournament? I
1: knew you were going to say that. We we didn't plan this, but I knew. I, I know your humor by now, and I knew that's where it was going. <laughs> Took you a while. Um, yeah. Did, so, did. so
0: just just build for people who didn't listen to last week. Shame on you. Um, put it into just just build it up a little bit, um, and I'm not talking about ten minutes. Talk, give, give me thirty seconds of background before we go into the tournament itself.
1: <laughs> well, the background is which you took a lot of delight in last week is mm. that there was only me and two others in my weight category. So
0: three and three in the competition. Opening. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Guaranteed bronze. <laughs> Let's put
1: it that way. And um, it was quite interesting. I did see one of the questions um, talking about whether you know you were more disappointed in you know A, B, and C or mm-hmm. my lack of medal on the mat. But I was guaranteed a medal anyway. So no, you nice. know, up yours, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, you it, could have turned up off weird... the street and got fourth. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even going to entertain it. Okay. Um, a little bit of a weird way they did it. So basically, yeah. it was me and one of the guy on like a one semi final, one guy on his own. Yeah. Um, and basically, I lost the first fight. Oh no! Um, was, it, was it
0: nervous I, energy? I, I'll be honest with it you. Yourself?
1: It was one of the most. It, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Really? It was so intense. Uh, I came off that first fight and like all my arms and fingers and hands were all numb like because obviously the grip strength and but then also just the adrenaline and the intensity of it and it was just like i i was so fatigued I was so tired um i was winning for the first like 3 plus minutes of the of the 5 minutes and then made a mistake and got caught basically but oh, wow. um so i was a bit disappointed in myself and a bit frustrated mm-hmm. went into the second fight and bear in mind that there was a fight in between mine and the person uh, submitted the other person in about two minutes. So I was pretty You're much straight, straight on, back mate. on straight on, and I was still gassing. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Not, yeah, I was not feeling good. And this guy hadn't fought at all. Um, went oh, into no. it, and um, I managed and to fought get
0: fought at all. it was his first fight ever. Okay. No, no, I meant as in like he hadn't,
1: he hadn't fought all that day, so he was he was I know, fresh. I, know, I know. Um, He was he was actually more experienced than me. He was a four stripe white belt, and I was only a two stripe white belt. So he was he's been doing it for pretty much roughly. I've got double... three strap Adidas, if that helps. Does that mean I'm <laughs> in the middle you too? He's roughly been doing it, you know, double the amount of time I've been doing it, mm, basically. Mm, mm. um Age? And I beat, and I beat him on points. Uh, Twenty nine. Okay, not too and bad. Beat and I beat him on points. And I beat man. him on points. So even yeah, um, a big fist pump in the air. Uh, I do. I mean, I've got some good pictures. Uh, I mean, I've got one picture which, if you would like to tweet out with a potty, you're, you're welcome to. Oh, um, excellent news! But um, it was—it was a really good experience. it was, a, yeah. As I say, the, the format was a little bit weird in that um, because I'd. Lost to that first guy and Mm. won the second one. Mm. They don't rematch me and that first guy in a final, he just gets gold having won once and just fought once. That's it. Had had I lost the second one, I'd have got bronze and the other two would have fought for gold and silver. But it was a bit of a weird way of doing it where it didn't so basically they only fought once and I fought twice. But
0: have they never have Jiu Jitsu never heard of a a, a round robin tournament? Well, exactly.
1: They they do do round robin tournaments, but for some reason, because this one wasn't a round robin tournament as a whole, but they have a specific. Uh, you know, sort of rules for when there's not as many people in in a category, and that was the way they did it, which I thought was a bit odd. But um, it was a good experience. It was really, really tough, um, but I got silver. I'm happy with that, and move on to the next one. Um, well done,
0: mate! Silver medal, bringing it home. Happy Thank days. You very much. Well, one victory is enough. I mean, Wolves have managed three in three and nine, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll, we'll take a victory any which way it comes. One in two, we'll take one victory in two. Uh, right, let's go to another question. Uh, let's go straight into the the meat of the uh, of the story. We'll we'll go into a little bit about about Chelsea, but I'm not going to go too much over that. It's not really, you know, pretty expected, I guess. The the display in the end, um, pretty pretty disappointing um, overall. But we will we will discuss aspects of it. But the big news, of course, um, Lopetegui, who we all thought was was signed, sealed and delivered for a second time. Hasn't happened, has it? He, he got sacked by Sevilla. They've gone out there. They've flown out. Jeff's gone there. Mendes has gone there. His dad's not well. Understandably, you know, he's he's not in the right f- shape, um, right frame of mind to to take this job on and to give it his all. Which you know, you can you can understand. I'm not going to have any anything uh, disrespectful or frustrating to say about about you, you can understand it, but that does leave Wolves, which is what we're here for. In um, got to be honestly in another awkward awkward situation from a. I guess, a logistical point of view. You know, they, they, they've sacked the manager. They've not really had an idea apart from Lopetegui. You wouldn't have thought from, from the outside looking in. And it, that's not worked out. I mean, it's deja vu for me compared to the transfer window. You look at letting all the defenders go and then, OK, well, we've got we've got a certain West Ham player coming and it uh, doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden they're left high and dry. And it kind of feels, Liam, like this has happened all over again. They're not learning from their stakes from a managerial point of view. Like, Look, I'm not saying Bruno Large, um, you know, should have kept his job in the in the long run. But at the same time, surely having a manager at the helm for some important games um, before you've guaranteed guaranteed got someone to come in is goes without saying, doesn't it? I mean, it looks like they're in a in a bad situation at this moment in time. If you can just let us know the situation, what's going on, and and where wolves are at this moment.
1: Yeah. So it's a um, as you say a very. Delicate and difficult situation because, um, as you say, Jeff had flown out to to Spain and they were pretty much ready to to move on Julian Lopetegui to be the next Wolves manager. I mean, he was very keen um, and still is keen on a Premier League move, and it would have been a great job for him. But unfortunately, the sort of you know personal professional timings don't really line up, and you can understand it. You know, his, his father's ninety two years old; he's unwell. Um, understanding he's very close to him as well, so. That is going to play, you know, a major part in his life and family does come first a lot of the time. So, echo your thoughts that, you know, we can't really criticise uh, Lapatigi for not taking it, but it leaves Wolves now um, with their That's top to target. On, aren't but, they? Yeah, exactly, their top target unavailable, and and of course they'll they'll be aware of the other managers and they'll have a uh, you know a, a list of of who they might want to move on, but they've now you know, really got to start all over again and, and, and start to, to have these conversations, uh, to bring someone in as soon as possible. And, and as it stands, which is, to be fair, what we were told early this week anyway, but as it stands, um, Steve Davis and James Collins are going to be taking the Forest game. And we won't get too much into the Forest game now, so I know we'll speak about that later, but not having a manager for that, it's a huge game. So they've... Um, is that indefensible,
0: in a- Liam, to not have a manager in place for for not just this game but but you know you, you don't know maybe next next one or two that, that are huge in wolves this season that that they've been a, that wolves are again in this situation in, in limba
1: but the problem is that lopaty had he you know had this not happened and he was going to come in and, and join wolves he wouldn't have joined until later this week at the earliest anyway wouldn't have had a lot of time with the squad and may not have actually taken the squad for the game anyway um the problem is you've also got Palace on a Tuesday night very very quickly after the weekend's game Absolutely. so whoever was going to come in wasn't going to have a, a lot of time to take the team in training and potentially wouldn't have taken the team for the weekend anyway um, So it's, should
0: Bruno have been in charge though
1: yeah this, this, is, this is the point you're making and I, and I think I have to agree because look it's, it's he didn't deserve necessarily to stay on much longer I mean I, I did say that I'd have potentially given him this game because of the the scale and magnitude of the fixture of the forest game. Um but you can understand at the time when Wolves let Bruno go that it was the right move. The problem is in hindsight, you've now not got you know any continuity or any you know, fresh face, new blood coming you got in. You've
0: no backroom staff, you've got no no exactly. you know, not too many analysts, you've got you've got no assistant manager, you've got no manager, you know you've got two guys who are doing the very best and, you know, you you have got your goalkeeping slash set piece coach and um and, and your and your physios and your medics, which we'll get into in a bit as well. But I mean, these are massive games that you could look back on at the end of the season to be pivotal. Of of you know, Wolverhampton Wanderers been in the Premier League and yet they haven't. I just, I'm flabbergasted to a certain extent, and I understand that they've been lucky to a certain you know in, in certain situations this season. But at the same time, we keep on saying it. We've said it podcast after podcast after podcast. You... You can't just keep on saying you've been unlucky, that there's, there's something going on that's, that's not quite right at this moment in time. And I think the time's come where people have got to take criticism because it's not, Wolverhampton Wanderers, with the squad, with the players, with the investment in the summer, you know, with the, with the squad that they've got, with the players that, they've, that are available, with the players that aren't available, you know, because they're on loan or whatever, this, this should not be happening. It should not be happening. And someone's got to put their hand up and say, yeah, it's my fault
1: they should be doing a lot better, you, you know, you can't, you have to say that, they, sh- they should be doing a lot better, and for me I think it comes down to a similar criticism as with the uh, the transfer window, in that Wolves for me rest on their laurels too much at times. They're
0: um, not learning from their they're, mistakes, they're,
1: they're, they're too methodical, perhaps, um, now there's something to be said for being methodical, but you know, it, it, to a, to an extent, you know what I mean, it's, um, too methodical, too slow, and and albeit yes, they've gone all out to get their number one target, and they've been rebuffed through a situation that is totally out of their control, and they have to be respectful of that and move on. Um, the problem is they've got now got to you know reassess their targets and, and find someone quickly, and this person now knows that then they weren't really number one choice, and it's an awkward position to come from, not just from a uh, a negotiation standpoint, but from the idea of you know, instilling trust, faith and belief in a manager to come in and, and turn it around. And whoever it does come in, I know that the club and the fans and, and everyone will get behind that person to, to make it work. But that's got to play on your mind a little bit, hasn't it, that you know, they went all out for someone else before you mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. Um and it's in the public domain that they went for this other person. So uh it's not it's not a good situation at all. And and Wolves they, I, I keep bringing it back to the Forest game and I won't go too much into it as I say because, but it's such a massive game for me that I keep having to relate things back to it that if Wolves get a result this weekend and by result I mean if they win um, not all of the problems are forgotten but it feels a lot better around the club certainly in the short term you've then got to capitalise on that and bring a manager in and bring the right manager in the person who's going to get these kind of Attacking flair players f- flying. You know, you've, you've got to get something out of the players. And we're not talking just about performances, we're talking about numbers as well. And it's, it's easier said than done, but goals, assists are what make games. And you've got to, you've got to make that right.
0: Yeah. Um, lovely little segue there, Liam. So thank you for, very much for helping me out. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, with, with Lopetegui as well, you know, you look at that, that kind of a manager and that kind of pedigree and the fact that he has managed national side in Spain, you know, top. Top European side in Real Madrid in Seville when they went through, you know, excellent phases, and and you think that's the kind of manager who deems respect, and, and and probably will will get a tune out of some of these players. Look, that's not happening now, and we move on. And all the talk now is of Pedro Martins, who um, was in the country a week and a bit ago, or maybe maybe just less than a week. Um, it was at the whole city training ground. It was all going to go, was all going to be the green light and he was going to sign for and be the new head coach of, of Hull City, who obviously struggling in the championship and it all fell through at the last minute. So he's still available. Reports are that he is, um, that Wolves are in advanced talks with him. What's the situation with that? And also, um, if you could just explain, because the vitriol towards a, a potential appointment, if, if this does happen with Martins, or on social media at least, is... It's crazy like people do not want him so so why do you think that is but first of all let, let's um, assess the actual situation of whether that is imminent whether they are in advanced talks
1: Yeah, so uh, you know wolves uh, at the very beginning of this search um, were aware of of Pedro Martins and his availability and aware of, of him as a coach um but as it stands right now in the aftermath of you know missing out on Lopatiiki. Uh, he's not on their list. They're not interested, uh, and they're not making a move for Pedro Martinez at it, all. That's, that's... No, as, as it stands, okay. as of you know, quarter past two on Wednesday afternoon, they're they're not interested. Uh, uh, Wolves uh,
0: podcast exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I am, as we're speaking, about to tweet that as well, so people will see my oh, tweet. Hopefully, okay. um, I think You've it's been,
0: been it, in the in the okay.
1: It's, it's been doing the rounds um, okay. a couple a couple other places. So just to make it clear that yes, okay. they are. Uh, they're not interested in Pedro and Martin. I think, um, look, he's, he's done very well over in Greece, um, but it is over in Greece. I think you have to, you know, give it its due that it, it's not the, the best, league, um, in the world. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, yes, he's he's done well there, but it's not the kind of appointment that I think gets fans off their seats, and that's where the majority of the negativity is coming from. He has done well. He has won. Competitions, but it's not one that really excites fans. Um, and as it stands, Wolves are, are, are not going in that direction.
0: Um, do you think that's that's just personal preference? Do you think it's because of some of the you know the, the talk on from fans and social media that didn't want him? I mean, what, why why did why would Wolves not go for someone like Pedro Martins? Let's say
1: it's difficult to put your finger on. I think it's it potentially comes down to. All of the above, because the CV is, is important. Um, Wolves will, will, of course, be aware of what fans think. Um, now, I don't—they you know, won't make the decision based solely on that, but they'll be aware of it. Of course, they will. Um, and Wolves are in a position right now where they have to not only make the right appointment, but they have to try and win back a little bit of favour as well with with supporters, um, and that that plays a part. It certainly does. Um, is there I anyone
0: don't... there in the list that, that will win back favour? I mean, look, Lopetegui seemed to, be, seemed to be the guy that I think a lot of fans would have been very happy with. Um, and, and if he's not going there, I mean, look, Pedro Martins was 4-11 to 11 with Sky, but obviously that, that's not going to happen. Lopetegui is still a second favourite at 4-1. That's not happening. So the next man who is favourite with the bookies, to take a Wolverhampton, one who is, if you, if you take Martins out and you take Lopetegui out, is Nuno... Espirito Spirito <laughs> Santo, eight to one.
1: Well, wow. <laughs> I find this very, very difficult to believe. Um, you have to understand at the time of when he left Wolves. Um, you have to. Re- there's, there's some bridges that need rebuilding there if he's mm. to ever come back to Wolves. Um, now they're not totally decimated and burnt to the, to the ground but, and of course he had a wonderful time at Wolves but um, he had become disillusioned towards the end of his, his time at the club um, I think a, a bit of the heart and passion had, had gone um, and Wolves were very eager to move on from that era so um, I find it very difficult to believe that they would go back in that direction again um, and it almost it, it almost implies that the Wolves are admitting a mistake. Mm. Yeah, I, think that, I think that's fair to say because if they're 18 months uh, or, or so after losing a manager, going back in that direction again, um, look, fans won't care if it turns out to be uh, a successful so second um, reign. Of course they won't, but you know, Mr. in the short term of the announcement, it looks like they admit- um, go on. S- sorry, did I, did I cut out?
0: Yeah, you cut out, mate. You cut out a couple of times, but just carry on. You're fine.
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think it just looks really that they're you know, admitting a mistake, aren't they? Because they're, they're bringing back a manager that, is, um, that they were happy to move on from and, and it was time to move on to a new era. So I, I find that very hard to believe, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, um, which means that from a, from a betting point of view, <laughs> that I'm, I'm, all of a sudden there's, there's a lot of value here now because you know, you take Martins out, you take Lopetegui out, let, I'm taking Nuno out as well. Amarim's already basically said that he's not going to come. And they've got, there's a massive buyout clause, but you know, stranger things have happened. But he, he's he's kind of been pretty pretty strong on the fact that he's staying at Sporting. So we're going out to 18 to 20 to one shots here now. Svensson, Vilas, Boas, Brendan Rodgers. You know, who was obviously in, in charge of Leicester at this moment in time. Carlos Calvajal, that the Sheffield Wednesday boss. I mean. Where do you see it? It's very difficult to say at this moment in time. Or is it more likely there'll be none of this list and there'll be someone from absolutely nowhere? Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't that we haven't that really would surprise heard me. Mm.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, it's going to be a very interesting few days and, and week or two, I think, um, covering Wolves because um, with every single name you've mentioned there, there are potential issues, aren't there? Nuno is obvious, we just mentioned. Ruman Amarim, the. Buyout clause. The other, you know, the mains manager you mentioned, uh, Leo manager, Porto manager, they've all got uh, jobs currently. Um, so whether they're linked with a job or of interest or not, there is discussions and, and money to be exchanged with Wolves to get any of those managers. Um, aside from Pedro Martins, the next free agent that is sort of high up on the on the bookies list um, is AVB, uh, Andre Villas-Boas, um, was with Marseille. I think it was last February he left them. So he's been out of the draw for a little bit of time. So it's um, yeah, I it's it, it's tough to put your finger on right now where wolves are going to go because they've been trumped by a very difficult situation, losing the number one choice, and and they have to act quickly and make the right decision, which is two not necessarily mutually exclusive things, but very difficult things to get right. Um, because I don't think Wolves can avoid uh, doing what Bournemouth have done, for example, where they've continued for weeks and weeks and weeks, despite actually getting some results, um, with Gary O'Neill as an interim uh, in charge still. I think the Wolves, the the club, the, the fan base, the players and squad they've got, they need to make a fairly swift move to give whoever it is that comes in enough time to make an impact before the World Cup and then enjoy that World Cup break to really impose their ideas on the team.
0: I mean, I'm just looking at the fixtures now, Liam, um, before the World Cup. I mean, they're not gonna be in for Forest, obviously. They're not gonna be in for Crystal Palace, are they? I mean, that's very, very unlikely, I think you've got to say at this time. I mean it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, it's less than a week away. So you're looking really at Wolves Leicester on, on next next Sunday has been probably a key a key game and, and look, they've got Wolves home against Leicester, then they're away at Brentford and then they're home against Brighton. I mean these are massive games. I think you've games. got a Leeds United game, you know, in in the EFL Cup, which doesn't care about Cup, which doesn't really seem that important at the moment in time. But if you're if you are going to escape relegation, Jesus Christ, I hope that they do. That's a, that could be another season-defining game because you want them to have a decent cup run. So, you know, to be in this situation now, I feel for the fans. I really do because they don't they don't deserve this, and it's different. It's a different situation, right? If you'd said to me, and it's very much what Leicester are going through at this moment in time. Leicester have had the greatest of great you know, you can never take that away from them. I don't care if you never win another game. They you see you've won the Premier League against all the big boys, that's incredible. They've been on European adventures, they've done Champions League. They were told, Brendan Rodgers was told, look, we've we've spent, we've spent, we've spent, we can't, we've got to balance the books this year. We're not gonna we're not gonna buy, we've got to sell. And then, look, it's up to you to deal with the team. You know, you're here for the good times, you're here for the bad times. And look, they're bottom of the table as they are at the moment in the time. I I, I still don't think they'll go down. I think they've got enough quality players because they're creating plenty of chances and they can score goals, something that Wolves can't do at this moment in time. But there was no investment there. So from an expectation point of view, there's a frustration, of course, from the fans because they've seen the good times. But there's also an understanding that well, we haven't, you know, we haven't improved here. A lot of people are improving and spending around us, and yet we're not. We're going, you know, if you, if you stand still, you go backwards in the Premier League. That's just the nature of the beast. Well, they've spent £115 million, Liam. So you can't, you know... So, of course, that expectation and, and that demand from the fans is going to be there. And yes, they have had success, an unbridled success over the last few seasons. But at the same time, that expectation has gone up a notch now. You know, the have quote tweeted or tweeted... Um, a astonishing stat. I've forgotten what it is because I tweet that much. Um, but let's let's revisit it here. And I know you know it's two seasons away, but Wolves have lost. Um, Wolves have lost fourteen out of their last twenty three games. So it's not as if Wolves fans have all of a sudden just gone and said, "What's happening here now?" It's been bad and it's been poor for quite a long time, and it's been not been great to watch, has it? So so you can understand their their frustrations because of the way that this is happening around them and the decisions
1: that are being made. Yeah, look, Wolves are, have enjoyed incredible success haven't they over the last few years. Um and then once I'm not, you know, implying that it's now going to turn and they're not going to enjoy that again or in the short term, but it's certainly been a very difficult start to the season and a difficult start or a difficult end rather to last season. And look, Wolves fans have come to expect um a certain level in the last few years and you can go back and say oh yeah but you know, 7 8 years ago you, you we were in league 1 um yeah that might be the case yeah people who what follow wolves now in you know in in the 80s when wolves almost dropped out of the of the fourth division uh look there's i don't really see that as, as an excuse because in the here and now wolves should be doing better with what they've got um and wolves fans should be allowed to expect better than what they've got Equally, if Wolves do go down, and I still don't think they will and I think they'll be fine, but if they do, um, these Wolves fans will still stick with that club and push them to improve the following year and hopefully get back up again. So there's the, the fans will stick with the club through whatever, and there's people, players, staff, whoever it is that won't be with the club forever. Um, and you just hope that in the, in the short term the right decisions are made to... To keep this club where it should be and where it belongs to be because not just the, the squad they've got, the infrastructure they've got, the size of the club, um, everything around Wolves that it means that they should be a Premier League side, the history, everything and you just hope that this next big decision and this manager that comes in is the right one because it is such a huge appointment and if they, if it is the right one, they've still got potential to have a very good season this year, um, which might sound crazy to, to, to some people. And I don't think they're going to go on and get you know sixth uh, or even push onto the Champions League, or anything ridiculous like that. But they can still have a very successful year. They've got cup competitions to to play in. It can turn into a successful season, um, and we'll look back on it in May as a poor start. But that's all you want it to be. You don't want it to be a poor start. That was the beginning of something drastically it's interesting. bad.
0: It's an interesting division and a take that you've got, Liam, and look, we agree quite a lot of the times. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one and this is why. I think Wolves are in a relegation battle as it stands at this moment in time and I hate to say it and I know it's only nine games into a season and it's not the fact that they're 18th in the Premier League. It's the manner and the football that we are watching and the fact that, first of all, it doesn't look like Forest might do it anyone's going to be absolutely gone by Christmas here it's going to be quite a tight league and to be honest Liam it's a pretty poor league it's not a great league outside of the top six you know Leicester Forest Wolves Southampton Villa Palace Leeds Everton Brentford not a great league but they're not not scoring goals Liam they're not even creating chances and that's the most worrying thing and I can't see in this situation, this moment in time, especially with the way and decisions that have been made, and Nuno aside, let's be honest, that Fosun have not appointed, they're not the greatest success in managerial appointments. So so what's to say when they've when they've when they've missed out on their top target, on their second target, on potentially their third target, that they're gonna bring someone who's gonna make a massive difference from the start. And I look at that side and I look at them at this moment in time, start of this season, three, or four games in, Chelsea on Saturday. And if I could see a spark, if I could see an oomph, if I could see a determination, I think, well, they'll be okay. They'd be okay. But I don't see any fight whatsoever, not in everybody, but in probably the majority of those players that are on that on that field, because I think they've got two or three things in mind. One, well, I'm going to get a move anyway. I'm going to get a move. It doesn't matter because I'm going to get a move. Two, I've got a World Cup coming up. So let's get through these six or seven games and I'll worry about it in the second half. And three, some people are better than they think they are. And there is no fight whatsoever. And if you're in a relegation fight, and I'm not talking about being in the bottom three, I'm talking about being in the bottom 6 or bottom 7 come the last 10 games of the season. If you haven't got fight, you haven't got a prayer. And if I'm Wolves and I'm going to Forest away on a Tuesday night in 5 months time, if I'm going to Villa, if I'm going to Southampton and they go 1-0, I can't I can't I can't say at this moment in time they've got the stomach for a fight or they've got the character for a fight. There's too many people hiding on that pitch. There's a lack of communication. And yeah, and that's why this manager is, like you say, essential. And a massive, massive, massive appointment. Because if they don't get the, get it right, and they can't reverse this train of thought, this train of emotion, this lack of fight, Wolverhampton wonders were are going down from the Premier
1: League. Well, when you consider uh, Wolves' track record of coming back into games from a losing position... Uh, on that particular front you're absolutely right because their stats on that front are dreadful absolutely terrible Um, where I differ in in your opinion um, is that and again I'm banging this same drum and I don't like normally to put a lot of pressure on a specific fixture because I think at times it it can be unwarranted and a little bit silly but I think in this particular circumstance in my opinion it is warranted and I'll bang the same drum and come back to the Forest game again and say I will echo some of what you've said if they lose or, or, no actually I won't even say if they lose, if they fail to win against Forest. um, If Wolves draw 0-0, if Wolves draw 1-1, if they lose that game at home to Forest, uh, for me that's a fully, that's ten games in, it's a fully fledged relegation battle and it pains me to say it but I I think that's the case. Um, Right now, before in the lead-up to this game and, and how big this game is, I still think Wolves have got too much quality to, to be in that situation or they have too much quality and they shouldn't be there. To be Whether in a battle, be to be in
0: a relegation thing. fight or to avoid relegation? Sorry, it's two different things. Say, say that again for me. Have they got too much quality to be in a relegation fight, as in like top, bottom six or bottom seven, or too much quality to avoid relegation because they're two different things?
1: The quality they've got, they shouldn't be anywhere near either of those situations. They okay. shouldn't be. Okay. They, they, yeah, for me. I agree. I agree with
0: what you're saying, but I just wanted to clarify that because the, the the problem for me is the it's not relegation. It's the word battle, and they've got yeah. no battle at this moment in time. They call it a battle for for a reason, and and when I'm looking at those players, and that's what I was trying to convey and get across is that they haven't got the stomach for a fight. They haven't got the stomach for a battle. So I bloody well hope. That they are where you think they're going to be, Liam, and I don't think they're going to go down. I, just, just for the record, I don't think they're going to go down. But if they're in that mix, then I would, I would be incredibly worried because of the players they've got and the counter they're showing on the pitch at the moment in time. That they will need to be where you say they are, which is nowhere near a battle or mid-table or or you know top of the bottom half or, or bottom of the top half to be away from that. Because if they're in it. I would, I would be incredibly doubtful they would get out of it because no, of the metal that point. they've got or the lack of metal they've got at this. No, it's a fair point.
1: If you, if you read my, my comment piece from today, I'll, I'll talk about similar issues in terms of leadership because Ruben Neves is a player who absolutely loves Wolves and gives everything on the pitch. And when they don't have him, I think Wolves, the current squad they've got, when they haven't got a Cody, haven't got a size, a John Ruddy, I think Wolves. I think there's something to say that they do struggle, um, particularly when Neves isn't there. Kilman, I think, has been absolutely superb for Wolves, but he's not a massive personality and leader. Um very interesting to see, of course, that he you know he wasn't vice captain against uh or he wasn't captain, sorry, as being vice under Bruno for the for the Chelsea game. Uh, and Bettino was captain instead. Neves will be back for, for the Forest game, but you still haven't got Nathan Collins back until after that game, until the, the Tuesday night at Palace. Um having these players back will be, will be massive. Of course it will, but Wolves I think are missing. Some characters um, now being loud on the pitch doesn't translate to being a good footballer or to uh, you know helping the team necessarily to a, to a result. But I think it, it adds to something in the changing room. It adds to something in the the environment around the place. And I think Wolves are missing that a little bit at the moment. At the moment, they've got you say too many players hiding, and I think that's a that's a fair way to, of, of putting it. And there's been several players that have been given several chances to continuously play in the starting eleven over the last few weeks and too many of them have not put in the performances that warrant that. Now, we haven't got an array of options, but they've got enough in certain areas where one or two players, for me, should be coming out.
0: I mean, you're right in what you're saying. You know you put Ruben Neves back into that side, you put Nathan Collins back into that side, you know, you, you hopefully get Raul Jimenez back, although, again, we're waiting to see as and when. We're, we're probably looking... I, I've kind of ruled him out until after the World Cup, to be honest, and from that point of view, but... You bring that those two quality plays, and from a spine point of view, you bring Neves, you bring Collins into your side. It looks it looks a lot better, but I still got to start producing. And look, Nathan Collins has played you know the opening six games, seven games of the season, and they've still only got one win. Ruben Nevers has played the opening eight games of the season, and they've only got one win. So it's not as if that's just tried and tested, and it's we're going to go back into winning games all of a sudden. Um. Going into the Chelsea game slightly and touching on this Chelsea game slightly, look, we weren't expecting too much. I must admit, I was quite happy with the team when it was selected, and and when Chelsea rested six or seven players, you thought, oh hello, okay, you know, bit of a bounce here. Manager's gone, but let's let's try and make a statement. And apart from a couple of, I was quite hopeful in the first 10, 15 minutes, and after that, it was really one way traffic, and it was very, it was inevitable in the end that they were gonna they were gonna romp away to a to a, a comfortable two or three nil win. A bit frustrating, really. Um. I talk about that spine and we, we the, the bottom of the spine, the top of the spine. I want I want to deal with specifically the top of the spine. Diego Costa, okay. First game, first start didn't do much for me really, but he was a presence up front. He was there, and I mean, I need to see a lot more from him going forward. And you know, in these next six games before the World Cup, he's going to be if he's fit, he's going to be starting every week, and he's going to be up top. So, you know, he spoke afterwards the game saying this is a massive game, Nottingham Forest. They're all aware of it. Um it'd be great to see him on the score sheet, but we need to see more from him really. Um But the end other end of the pitch and, and Jose Saar, I think when you when you're shipping goals and when you're losing games, of course, you know the criticism is gonna be on um certain aspects and certain players and certain the way that it's playing, but I don't think Jose Saar's having a great season, Liam. I think he's been caught in possession a couple of times. I don't think you know some of some of the errors he's made, not just Letting goals in, which I think I think he's pretty good shot stopper and he's had some good games, but positioning for me hasn't been great. And I think, again, a couple of times on Saturday, it wasn't there. I mean, look, we, we haven't had it confirmed at all, but he told a couple of fans afterwards behind the Wolves goal that he's potentially playing with a broken hand. I mean, there's all little rumours and niggles and, and situations going there that, that aren't helping him. So is Jose saw someone who needs to up his game as much as some of the other players? And we'll come on to those in a little bit.
1: He, I think he's one of a few yeah um, I, I wouldn't criticise him as much as I would um, I think Pedro Neto before he got injured for example I think Johnny has been quite poor for a number of weeks mm-hmm. Guedes mm-hmm. a player I can mention that same bracket as well um, I wouldn't necessarily criticise him as much as those um,
0: cause Cause he's not
1: massively vocal is he either he's not a ma- you can't no, see him bellowing not, no. and getting
0: his defence out and push, you know I'm sure he's loud enough on the pitch to get it done, but there seems to be sometimes a bit of a miscommunication. And yeah, they've had to change. You know, Totti played on Saturday. You've got Ruben Nevers playing you at know, West Ham against center back. So There are changes that have been made. But for me, he's one of those players who have got to put his chest out and really deliver a big performance on the pitch.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. He's. Um, you remember his first season, one of the things that really stood out was how commanding and aggressive he was in his box. Um, I think one of the things we heard from from Greece when he he moved over and people that watched him and perhaps people who watched him in Portugal as well is that he can be a bit of a confidence player at times and for me I think that is waning a little bit you can see it in the the way he commands his box or or perhaps the lack of commanding his box um, as we have seen last year when he went on an incredible run an incredible season uh, in his first year in England so um, look we know there's an excellent player there of course we do but for me He's one that is in danger of potentially being pulled out of the firing line, um, but I will still double down and say that I, I think there's there's others that, in my opinion, come are more pressing and come before that um, that players have not have not shown up for for several weeks now.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's talk about these players then. Let's talk about it. I mean, you're right, Johnny. Had some poor games, and we talked about it. I think in what well, we did talk about it, I tweeted about it. We talked about it at the end of the Chelsea game. Um, Gonzalo Guedes was is, is one of the worst performances I think I've seen in 45 minutes, and it wasn't it wasn't his lack of quality on the ball, although it wasn't particularly good to be honest on the day. It's again we talk about this fight. If I if, if I've got to win a game, I tell you one thing: I'm not picking Gonzalo Guedes 100 percent at this moment in time. His attitude, his body language, um walking on the pitch, walking when defending, walking when attacking, did not look bothered, arguing with 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 Jean Moutinho, shaking his head, I mean he was lucky to stay on for forty five minutes to be honest um and i hope I hope to be honest to, i hope he's dropped on Saturday and be on the bench to teach him a lesson because I'd rather start someone like huang on the on the on the on one of the sides um as a front forward because he just offered absolutely nothing for twenty seven million pounds and you know, when you are losing games, you can't hide anymore, and some of these players are hiding, and he, he doesn't want to know, he doesn't want to be, it looks like he doesn't want to be there. Now, I hope to God that he's a bit more professional than that, and and that he can get his pecker up, and, and maybe it's just the system that he's playing in, maybe it's just the management he hasn't clicked with, but he looks an absolute shadow. Two, £27 million? He doesn't even look like a £2.7 million player at this moment in time.
1: He was on the side, wasn't he, that was closest to the dugout and right in I front of us. I was angry watching it. We, were, we yeah. were angry watching it. Yeah. Right in front of us at Chelsea. And it was and it was that moment you mentioned with Moutinho there that was, again, right in front of us. Mm-hmm. It was direct and it was unbearably frustrating to watch. Yeah. Um, throwing his hands in the air, shaking his head, the body language, as you mentioned. Um, if I'm honest, it was a little bit embarrassing. Uh, he, he showed absolutely nothing going forward um, and was far too lazy in defence and in part that actually you know made it more difficult for Johnny albeit I don't think he's been great as I said already um, but it did make his job more difficult in that first half and absolutely no surprise to see him taken off at half time for, for Joe Hodge um, he needs to show a hell of a lot more a hell of a lot more £27.5 million and it makes it sound even worse when you add the half on top okay. um, and he's not showing anywhere near enough He's a player who we've if you watch him at at his other clubs he was a player of course he was at PSG briefly he was at Valencia he's a player who has scored goals in a big league and played in several formations several positions is a portuguese international it's not that he hasn't got the talent it's not that he can't do it and there might be other factors at play I'm sure I'm sure there probably is but right now we talk, we've spoken in the last 20 minutes on this podcast about fight and character and he's showing a distinct lack of either of those traits at the moment and Wolves need a lot more from not just him but other players as well that we've mentioned it's um, that kind of fight and gritty determination to make something happen get in the right areas track back fight because you want the team to win and you want the fans to go home happy um, that's what they need and for me, Geddes should be on the bench against um, against Forrest, 100%. Even if that means bringing Chem Campbell in, who, by the way, has done a, have a lot more in a couple of sub-appearances than Geddes has done recently.
0: Shall we? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to that and we'll obviously come back into Forest um, at the end of the show for the, for the preview. So uh, a couple of things. First of all, um, football prizes, our friends at football prizes. This is going out 7.30pm tonight, closes a one-of-a-kind prize, Liam. How would you like to be the owner of... The 1988 Wolves legend Sign a retro shirt. Would you like it? Up in the old bedroom? I know you like a shirt hung
1: up. I've got, yeah, I've got a couple shirts uh, framed and I've got several retro shirts. I went through a bit of a phase of getting retro shirts. So that sounds right on my street.
0: What was your, um, what's what's your pride and joy on the wall?
1: Uh, Well, on the wall, I've got a signed, from, from the home kit signed by the squad from the promotion season under Nuno. I've got that. Oh, very nice. That's a big one for me. One of my favourite ones that isn't framed is I've got a Wolves 94 Away kit. Blue oh. one. I oh, absolutely yeah. love that kit. It's gorgeous. Uh,
0: people like uh, Graham Turner, Ali Robertson, Andy Mutch, Robbie Dennison, Steve Bull, Andy Tomo and uh, uh, and Mickey Holmes all, all signed it. So uh, 7.30 tonight, £3.95 is all it's going to cost you. As of now, there is 40 tickets sold. Only 40 tickets so you've got a great chance of winning 99 you've got you know 99 tickets available 10 uh, 10 discount code with the offer wolves potty make sure you get involved in that and we are going straight to our sponsors mr kettle and toaster man it's getting to that time of year liam i know you keep on saying it but i found you the perfect air fryer because you are desperate for this aren't you cook a little bit of fried chicken no oil whatsoever needed healthy crunchy delicious it is the way forward introducing the tower vortex air fryer four liters mate all you need to do stick it in whatever you want you can can even stick chips in there although it's kind of defeating the purpose but some chicken rolled out a little bit of egg white some breadcrumbs on top or some spices put it in there couple of sprays of the one calorie olive oil in there literally close it press cook and within 20 minutes you've got the crispiest most delicious wings or breasts that you want and you know I mean, are you a leg, or are you a breast?
1: <laughs> I'm definitely a breast man. Oh, really? Yeah, hundred percent.
0: I I, I, I I was. I'm more of a, more of a, more of an arse man, to be honest, mate. But anyway, that's how We, <laughs> we digress. Um, anyway, ninety nine percent less fat. Little or no no oil is required. Same great taste. Four litre capacity. Four meal choices. Uh, food cooks a lot faster, even fifteen minutes. But it's quick. It's tasty. It's snappy. It's delicious. Forty-five pounds, mate. How, how how good is that? Forty-five pounds.
1: That is absolute. I mean, I spent fifty pounds on my one that broke. That is nowhere near as good as that one. So that says everything you need to know.
0: We will uh, we will be going there very very shortly. So um, we'll, we'll be able to take some pictures and show you the stock. But honestly, honestly, like not just saying this. It is absolutely fantastic. The products are great. So it's not just um, your you random readout or whatever. But if you do, if you've got a minute on your phone or you're scrolling on your board or you're sat on the toilet and uh, you know, you wanna, you wanna, you know, you're on your phone, kettleandtoasterman.co.uk, get some decent presents there. Great prices. Okay, let's take some questions. Um, it's all happy questions, by the way, do you know? Happy oh, questions. I'm sure it is. Happy questions. Um, answer says, "Interest in your honest opinion, Liam, how this club is being run. Late to every party, it seems to be.
1: Yeah, look, I think Wolves have had an an incredible run um, in the last few years. And there was always going to be a difficult point. But I, I have to stick by some of my criticisms that, are, that have been in place since really the, the summer and probably last summer as well. Um, and it's similar to, to the question, really, in that I think Wolves have, have acted too slow on, on several counts. Uh, the biggest one for me this summer was the, the centre-back situation, which we've done to death on the podcast Um, and then partially it's bad luck with the Lopetegui situation but similarly you need to have other irons in the fire now they will have a list, they will have people they know and and are aware of but I don't think it's going to move quickly this week uh, and that that says it all really so uh, mistakes have been made uh, in in certain areas but I also know the hard work that goes into keeping Wolves as a business and as a club running fairly smoothly Um, I think you look at finances and how Wolves are running that side of things and and there's not there's not many criticisms you can make really so um, there are problems and there are solutions and there's been plenty of good done to get Wolves to this point um, but the next big decision is I wouldn't necessarily go as far as make and break but it, or maybe I would because if they drop out of the of the Premier League, they they restart, really, don't they? They lose a lot of the squad, so I will say that it's make and break. You know, you've got to make this right decision. This next season, the right one, and and that will uh, hopefully put Wolves in a much better, much better standing.
0: Probably the most important question of the week uh, from Freezing Wolf. I've asked this earlier in the week, uh, but without a satisfactory answer. Toast
1: buttered whilst hot or cooled before buttering? Oh yeah, he, he asked it before without a uh, satisfactory. Whatever you know, what he said. Satisfactory answer. Um, is this the same account that is slagging me off every week? I think it might be. Move on. Uh, Next question. Oh, I don't There's quite a few. Next question, though, mate. Right? Next okay. question. He's getting nothing out of me.
0: Wow. Wow. Move on, Freezo. Yeah. Move on. Join, join the queue. Join the queue, mate. <laughs> uh, butter swells hot freezing. By the way, hundred percent. Especially if it's um, some hard butter, you need to just melt in there and then you can spread it. I'll be honest. If I am going to have hot butter and toast, which I very rarely have, uh, Liam. Um, like I like to have a little bit of salt on there as well. Is that bad? Uh, no, solved. that's
1: pretty nice. But I, I, I just said to you we weren't answering this question. Sorry, sorry. Let's okay, get well, out of well, it, mate. Move on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, I know it's
0: late, but I've got to know. Any chance of Nuno coming home? Says Ronan Gibbons.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, um, I. I still think I'd be surprised to be honest, because there's a lot of, as I say earlier in this podcast, a lot of um, relationships that need a little bit of rebuilding there. Um, you've got to look at the financial point of view as well. I mean, he'll be getting paid a lot of money. Um, Saudi Arabia is where he is, isn't it? He'll mm-hmm. um, be getting paid a lot uh, of money there. The so, I don't see it being a realistic option. But um, if at any point I get information that it is, um, I'll be the first one to report it.
0: Richard Gorton, would any, would any of Cody, Dendonka, Bolly, Morgan Gibbs White, Ruddy make any difference to this team and Wolves results?
1: Um, from a purely footballing point of view, I, I genuinely do think the Wolves have, for the most part, upgraded on talent. But I, I, I do think that leadership and just that gritty determination, I think Wolves are lacking a little bit. And um, Wolves' defence, for the most part, has not been the problem this season. So I don't want to say, look, you bring Cody, you keep Cody, and you put him straight into the starting eleven. Um, and, and you know, Wolves never sold him. That Wolves wouldn't be where they are. I don't necessarily think that's the case. Um, I do think they need a couple more characters, and, and even some of those players in and around the place, even if they're unhappy and not playing, but being in and around it and having and being there as options, I think I think would help the overall sort of harmony and feeling around the squad. So yeah, I, I think in some ways they they would make a difference.
0: Jamie Britton, although he's not exactly pulling up any trees at for us, do you think we'd be better off with more white rather than Geddes? We did basically build the team around him during pre-season.
1: Um, I totally understand where the question's coming from. It's, it's a good point in terms of pre-season, but for me, no. Um, the money that, that, that Wolves got for him um, was far too good to turn down. And as you say in the question, he's doing absolutely nothing there at the moment. Uh, up until Saturday, of course, when he's going to have a, a barnstormer. So, uh, no, I, I don't think Wolves are better off necessarily. I, I'll, overall, as a you know, for the squad, I said from the beginning I'd have liked to have kept him, but purely for the money that Wolves got for him and and bringing in a you know a, a slightly older international footballer in getters, despite the fact he's not had a good start either, um, I think it's still good business for Wolves.
0: Uh, Poco Drum says when the good times return to you I like this I like this thinking positive when the good times return to Molyneux, we're all singing dancing and being our best selves what topping will you be having on your celebratory pizza and what's for dessert
1: <laughs> well mm. a very quick uh, side story um, after the competition on Sunday mm. um, I, was un- I was so fatigued went to my local with Rosie we had a couple celebratory pints Oh nice. Um then ordered you a domino. Did beforehand? <laughs> I did. Okay. Then ordered a dominoes in. It was like, Right, we're gonna treat ourselves, Let's get a domino's oh. in. I've been I mean I was like oh, that's what I'm gonna get after the competition. I've been eating yeah. so well, I'm gonna go for yeah. it. Um tried to go to bed at about half ten ish and felt mm. very unwell and threw up in the toilet.
0: Oh no! Key man. It's all that rich well, food you see after, having, I know, after being working I so hard. Because I don't normally eat like that, and it all. Although you together. did, you did, you did let yourself down have a bit of carrot cake at Chelsea after saying you weren't going to. It was, uh, lay it was off actually coffee cake, and I had the tiniest little yeah. bit, and I was like, mm. oh, do
1: I, "I don't even like coffee cake. Why do I have to have this?" Mate,
0: I had a waffle, and I don't even like waffles. and I'm like I'm having it because it's Chelsea.
1: Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Um, um, toppings. Topping. I like sort of chicken. Oh, I don't mind a bit yeah. of bacon on there. Oh, maybe, what are you doing? Maybe a mushroom, chicken and bacon. Yeah, but it's like that streaky bacon that they put on a pizza. Not like you know, back bacon.
0: Have it, in a have, have. it in a have a BLT, man. Why are you having it in a pizza?
1: Yeah, I would chicken, maybe like a, some onions and a mushroom, something like that. Not, not, not just one mushroom. Mushrooms,
0: <laughs> <laughs> anchovies for me. I'm a big oh, anchovy mate, fan on Come pizza. off it. What Absolutely. are you on about? The more anchovies, the better. Get Although if we're not gonna have life. anchovies. If you're not going to have anchovies and you're going to go regular, um, I do love pepperoni pizza. Love it. Pe- yeah, you can't go wrong with pizza. pepperoni. You can't go wrong. But Angelina, what's for, des- I mean, what's for grow dessert? Up. What's for dessert? Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider days Day, is what's for dessert. One hundred percent. Now we're talking. Uh, now, now, now that's fine. Not, not bothered about the pizza anymore. Okay. Um, no, we no we won't. Do you think we'll drop sound sar play Sarkic? No, we won't. Um, I don't think as, so. lo- as long as as long as he's okay with his hand. Um, I, Liam I guess that's one to ask as well on, on, on Friday for the press conference just in case yeah
1: definitely yeah we've, we've not been able to get any, any information in the meantime so him and, and I know there's some suggestion of Geddes potentially having some sort of knock um, so yeah there'll certainly be questions that'll be asked uh,
0: Paul Mansell, will you be popping to the samosa stall on your way to the match uh, by, by the way I was there on on, uh, on Saturday uh, Liam I know that you, you're incredibly impressed as well um, not, didn't come second came first no second in this came first walked all the way from um from wolves from the from the Billy rice statue all the way to Chelsea within perfect timing about forty five minutes before the game to to raise money from dementia u k incredible effort and um I think they raised well over well over twelve i think i think twelve or thirteen grand and uh, and well over hundred grand in total i think so far incredible effort walking that much crikey can you imagine the toes can you imagine the feet? how would you do it
1: i wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> no incredible effort from for manny so uh, yeah excellent work uh, money raised for a very very good cause which affects uh, a lot of families so yeah brilliant stuff and uh, yeah better man than me because I, I don't think I'd want to do that
0: Now just, I digress because I had to mention this last week and uh, and I forgot to do it but I'm pleased that it's reminding me um, to mention it here Liam uh, and obviously you've got no um, we don't do any notes because I, I like to surprise you in podcasts because I think that's important and I don't really like scripted notes where people know what's going to happen so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move slightly to I'm gonna move move um, move tact now less than a year ago now Liam you said to me and you said on this podcast oh, as well no what is this gonna be you said to me that you were going to do the Molyneux sleepout if it returned this season and this year I now did. now Molyneux sleepout is back for 2022 on Friday the 18th of November people will spend from 7pm for incredible charity and feed the pack will uh, we'll spend 12 hours in the stand to raise awareness for the challenges facing people in Wolverhampton as well as a vital sponsorship to be shared between Wolves Foundation and The Good Shepherd. So, Liam Keane, um, 11 months later um, when we did the discussion, will Liam Keane, Wolverhampton Wonders reporter, keep his word at the Express and Star and be present and will participate in Sleeping at Molyneux on Friday the 18th of November?
1: So, the short answer is no, but I've got a oh, very good no. excuse. I've got a very, good oh, got a very, very good excuse. So, oh, no. um, oh. a couple months back, oh, no. of course, we didn't have the dates for the sleep out yet, and I also may have forgotten. Uh, by the way, I actually genuinely wanted to do it, and I, and I would have done it, um, but mm-hmm. I forgotten that obviously the date would be coming up for that, and I, we didn't know the date at that time for when it was <sighs> going to be. So, the, that's on the Friday, the day before, on the Thursday the 17th. I am flying to Poland and I'm doing a tour of um, sort of Eastern and Central European countries for two and a half weeks.
0: So you booked a holiday, basically. Your yeah,
1: so I'm not around. But mm-hmm. if it makes people feel better, um, yeah. I am going to, uh, on the Saturday, while everyone's recovering from the morning sleepout, I'm going to be going to Auschwitz and I'm going to be learning about the important history uh, of the terrible events of World War II. So you can't really... You can't really have a go at me or begrudge me because I'm bettering myself and my and my own knowledge base as a person by going to such a, a horrific uh, scene. So um, I can only apologise, but unfortunately I'm away.
0: I'm, I'm lost for words with, um, with, with, with with where you went with that story to try and get yourself sympathy. Liam, <laughs> Liam, get yourself back, get yourself to the sleep out. Okay. The, no, there's no, there
1: no sympathy there. I'm giving that's a fact. That's where I'm going. So I, I you can't have a go at me. However,
0: 2024 20, 20, then or 2023.
1: However, the good news, mm. Mr. Nathan Judah will be there on Friday, the 18th of November at oh, and I'm, you. I'll
0: be in San. I'll be in San Diego. Uh, for oh, three weeks sorry. The are, you, are you not there either? Ah. When, when why would I look, you said you'd oh, go. Oh sorry. You never catch me there. I'm not sorry, sleeping in a mate. well. I'm not sleeping I'm not sleeping with the lights on on the pitch. Are you joking? I'm I'll I'll quite happily put my hands up and say my king size temperedic sorry, super king, California sleeping. king temperpedic bed with um with my silk sheets, my wife and my two dogs is, is the only place that I will be sleeping, um in, in this country, but no I'll be in San Diego, chilling.
1: Yeah. Sorry, uh, mate. But,
0: I liked it, but you'll definitely be putting some money towards it, though, won't you, Liam, of and donating? Course. Of course. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, I hope uh, you'll be putting I'll your let, hand in your pocket as well. I'll, I'll let you off Whoa! Jesus Christ. Like every other night we go out, it be nice. <laughs> oh, Spiders fucking... crawl out of your wallet. It's astonishing. Shocking. Um, uh, let's have a go. D-d-d-d-d-d. Thoughts on, says OJ, thoughts on very possibly booing and hostility towards Bolly and Morgan Gibbs-White. Is it fair? Do you think that'll happen? What
1: reception do you think we will get? Um, to be honest, I think I think they probably will do because Wolves fans are pretty ruthless and are known for. I mean, when Jota first came back to to, Mjolnir, to sign after sign for Liverpool, he got booed, um, mm. and he was a player who did more for Wolves arguably than either of those players. I think Bolly is maybe similar to Jota, but you know, arguably in terms of you know, goal scoring, etc. So, um, I think for me, Bolly did a lot for Wolves. He had some excellent moments. I mean, the Besiktas away moment on its own. Um, is 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 you know warrants him not to get booed. So I, I don't think he should be booed. Um Gibbs White there isn't really any reason to to boo him. I mean he didn't I know he didn't sign a new deal and he you know Wolves ended up cashing in, but um there's not there's no real reason. I mean earlier on in the season I think that the home game with Fulham, Wolves fans were singing he's one of our own and I don't think there is any reason to necessarily boo either of them. Um I think Gibbs White is more likely to be booed than the other and if they both play I would argue they'd probably both get booed. <laughs> so what I think probably didn't really make a difference because I think they probably will do.
0: Um, right, I mean we have to move, We have to move on from questions. Sorry, there's a lot more, but um, we've, got to, we've got to get got to get to the Black Country derby tonight, which is uh, West Brom versus Wolves um, at Wolves for the for the Wolves women. Our first look at them this season, Liam. So excited about that.
1: Yes, I mean, we've been meaning to go. Obviously, um, well earlier than we have done. It's been obviously been incredibly busy, so it's been good to be good to get down to to the New Book's head tonight and. Um, and see them, and of course, every time they they tend to play Albion, they tend to smash them. So let's hope it stays that way. Uh, and, yeah, and again, no surprise, Dan and the girls have made an excellent start to the season. So hopefully, we won't be a, uh, a bad omen, and, uh, yeah. and and they'll keep that up.
0: No, absolutely. Um, right, okay, uh, right. Let's go on to Forest. So we talked a little bit about it. It's a massive game. I'm I'm very very nervous. Uh, no manager. You know, a squad who are were, who were struggling. Neves is back. That's that's the one good thing, one good aspect, I guess. But uh, still no, no Nathan Collins. I went to go and see Forrest on Monday night against Aston Villa. Aston Villa, by the way, I mean, they're a bang average outfit as well. It was a poor quality game. Um, they've given the manager a new contract after all the speculations. They're backing him. From what I saw from Forrest, they work hard. They're, 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 they're industrious. They make the best of what they've got. The players are probably not Premier League players, but they are oh, a lot of them anyway that I've seen, but they, they definitely are working for each other. That's one thing that I can say, and you can't really say that about Wolves at this moment in time, but they will run their socks off and they will cover ground. And Aston Villa had probably over 70% of the possession and they couldn't really break them down and went 1-0 down um, on the night. Okay, they drew 1-1, but they had loads of possession, just didn't do anything with the ball. And that was away from home, so I fully expect Wolves to have an incredible amount of possession in this game. But they have got to start creating chances. Nevers has come out and said, look, I don't really care anymore whether we're having a good performance or a bad performance. I just want to win. I just want to get a victory. Which is a sad indictment of where it's got to it when you've got Ruben Neves saying, I'll scrape a 1-0 win. I understand what he's trying to say. But... This is a huge, huge game for this football club, and will have a, a massive implication. On, I think how this season goes. They desperately need a win. They desperately needed a win against Southampton, and they got it by hook or by crook. It kind of seems to me like the same kind of feeling and the same kind of, you know, feeling around this fixture. I think they'll get the result, but I don't think it's going to be particularly pretty to watch. Um, what would you do, Liam? Do you, from a from a selection point of view? I guess the main situation is we'll say that Totti's going to start. Do you play Ryan Nori or, or do you keep with Johnny and go a little bit safe safer? I say safer; it's not really been safe. What do you do in that midfield? Does Bubakar Traore come back into it if he's fit? And then, of course, up front with with, with Gedes probably being the main person who could miss out for for maybe a, a Huang Huang Hechan. Uh, but the floor is yours, my friend.
1: Yeah, just very quickly on the on the game first. Um, Everything you've described there, I don't want to put down on it straight away, but it it sounds like a, a very difficult afternoon for Wolves, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. Wolves, when they have possession, struggle to break teams down and create chances. Mm-hmm. And if Forest are going to be hard working, industrious, and sit in their shape and and allow Wolves to have the ball, yeah. um, it's up to Wolves to <laughs> to create the chances and score the goals. And they've not been very good at that. Mm-hmm. So that concerns me definitely. Um, let's not forget as well that for the obvious links with Gibbs White and Bolly, etc. I know Bolly's not played the last score games, but even if he does or doesn't, mm-hmm. with those links that are there, Wayne Hennessy on the bench, obviously a former Wolf player, the links there, they'll be well up to well, well up for the game and, and want to win it, of course. So Wolves have got to match that intensity uh, as well. In terms of the the starting eleven, um I think to keeps his place. I, I don't see see any, any change there. Um, what I would like to see is I like to see eight Nori and Samedo as, as the two full-backs in a back four um and I would like to see totty and Kilman play again um I expect
0: so I like we'll, you'd like to see as well not Johnny out of the team yeah
1: yeah 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 Johnny out of the team i th- I would expect all of that to come to fruition aside okay. from uh, to be honest I can probably see Johnny keeping his place uh, but I would expect it to be a back four and I expect it to be totty and Kilman but I would like eight to come in um in terms of the, the you know the formation and then obviously the infecting the midfield um we don't know at the, at the moment as of recording this how how much Bukar chore has been able to train coming off his illness, whether he'll be available or not. Um, Neves, of course, is coming back and he could go back to a three, but then if Chora is not available, you've got limited midfield options. Um, if I'm honest, at home, you've got a striker fit to start a game now. I would go back and, and stick with four two three one. 2 um, So if that's the case, I'd, I'd play Neves and Nunes mm-hmm. together in midfield. Uh, Traore has to keep his place out on the right I think me and you are both in agreement that he was, was his most influential attacking player at Chelsea mm-hmm. um, he's going to give the ball away from time to time he makes of course, makes mistakes. Of course not, uh, as, as do a lot of
0: these other players by yeah, the way but I think risks, he's, an easy, he? he's an easy target from a lot of people um, You know, when he does give the ball away but from what I saw and yes he did give the ball away from time to time but he was the only one who really wanted to go forward and to be honest the only one who caused Chelsea any kind of problems he went on an incredible run um, if you remember I think it was in that first half um, fantastic, fantastic running. You know, it didn't ne- nearly, nearly result in a bit of a goal. Or probably his best chance of the afternoon, actually. But, uh, but look, I'll, I'll quite happily live with someone at this moment in time because the other players aren't um, battering down doors um, of someone who's giving it away. If they're going forward and they're trying to, they're trying to make something happen because the rest of them aren't at this moment in time. So yeah, he starts for me.
1: Yeah, precisely. No, he takes risks, but um, he creates chances against Chelsea. So Troy has to play there for me. Um, I would stick with Prudence uh, in behind the striker. Um, I don't think he played very well at Chelsea. He Too many audacious, silly flicks and tricks. One in the first half that was in Wolves' own half um, and just put the pressure back on the defence, which I thought was incredibly stupid to be honest. Um, but if he can not do that, <laughs> then, then I think he's actually had a, I say, decent season. He's had a, a better season than a lot of his peers uh, in the forward areas so far. Uh, he can do better, but I think he, he's done okay. So Pedence would, would keep his place for me. Um, I'll deliberately miss left wing back, uh, left wing, sorry, and come to that in a second. But striker, I, I would start Costa as well. Um, I think you've got to, as a home home game, you've got to throw him in again and, and hopefully he'll have more of an impact and probably be able to play a bit longer as well now because um, I'll have a sort of programme in terms of getting him up to, up to 90 minutes' speed. Um, and then on the left, uh, the reason for leaving it to the end is that, of course, it's one of the biggest talking points. getters have been poor, as we've already spoken about. Huang is a is a very possible option to come into that area. Chem Campbell is a very possible option to come in as well. And I think he he's, he looked good off the bench in a few games, but particularly at West Ham recently, he did very well. Mm. Um, look, well, look. Steve, Steve mm. uh, Davis and James Collins put... Well, put Hodge on, on exactly, time, yeah. Didn't they? Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them to to throw Chem Campbell in. Um, it depends on whether Huang is available to, to start a game. Of course, he's just come back from injury himself. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's my choice and they're all, all three of them fit, I would play Huang. Yeah, I think he's earned a start. He's yeah. obviously a senior player. I, I think it potentially is a little bit unfair on Chem to to throw him in so soon. Um, but. Chen would potentially be my next option off the bench. Um, I agree, I agree. To, to, to you know, give him that opportunity, why the hell not? So um, it'd be very interesting, to be the, the decisions they make in that area, uh, and also whether they do go the 4-3-3 um, and, and don't play a, uh, a number 10. And if, if that is the case, I would play Pedence and Troy um and have the rest on the bench. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of big decisions to be made, and uh, as it stands, Davis and um, Davis and Collins are taking it. Whoa. Comes to the end of
0: the podcast, uh, Liam. Uh, right, we'll go with uh, we'll go with our final predictions for the game. I'm going to say, oh, God bless me. This is a crazy game, and I can't believe I'm saying this. One, well, you excited about a month and a half ago. Now you're like almost mm. dreading it. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm going to say the get the job done. Just I'm going to say it's a terrible game to watch, and I'm going to say Wolves won... Forest nil in a nervy, nervy,
1: nervy game. My word, I hope you're right. I hope you're right, and I really don't want to do what I'm about to do. Oh, I don't want to do it, mate. Oh, but I, I've no. got, I've got to go with my gut here.
0: Yeah, you know, you got to. It's going to be for nil, the competition.
1: Nil. Huh? It's going to be, it's going to be nil nil. Oh. It's got nil nil written all over it, mate. Oh. But to be fair, we're we're actually in terms of your description there you've just given, we're actually very close in our. In our predictions, you just Very obviously think so. Wolves Wolf are gonna gonna get that goal. I just can't mm. see Wolves getting a goal, and I really, really hope I'm wrong, and I really hope Molyneux is is loud, and the fans are behind mm. the team, and I think the, the fans going to have a massive say in the game, and I re—I never wanted to be wrong more, but right now, as it on Wednesday afternoon, as, we, as we're recording this, I think it's gonna be nil 0
0: oh, yeah. I mean, looking—it's funny. Like in pre- pre- in previous season, we've said. Wolves are going to batter someone soon they're going to batter someone soon they're not like I say they're not even creating chances are they so it's not as if they're not going to batter someone soon and they just need to score a goal um, it's not going to be great watching so a great advertisement so if you still want a ticket for Wolves against <laughs> Nottingham Forest on Saturday 3pm and make, make sure you get yourself down yeah we'll be there and uh, let, let's hope that we've got some good news I, I never like doing these podcasts and maybe you know at least we don't sit on the fence, Liam. At least we say it as, as it is, and I think people understand that. And hopefully, uh, you've agreed with myself this this week, and we've answered your questions, or Liam this week. Or if you have still got any questions to ask us or any feedback, then that would be much appreciated. Uh, one hour and seven minutes. Right, it's time to go to the West Midlands derby, um, and let's go and uh,
1: let's go and see a let's go and see a win. Let's go and see some goals from the girls, eh? Oh, maybe nice to have a bit of a change, wouldn't it? And oh, see some goals and good performance awards. So knowing, knowing our look, they're going to have their worst performance of the season now. Don't say that. Let's hope it's not the case.
0: Uh, all right, mate. Right, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you tonight, and I'll, and I'll see everybody on Saturday. From me, from Liam, have a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Take care. Bye bye.